and welcome to Cruise and 4 Reviewsin, the podcast where I get a friend to watch a Tom Cruise movie they've never seen before and then review it with me. I'm your host, Cara Westworth, and today I'm joined by my pal, Josie. Hi. Hello, Josie. How are you going? Yeah, good, thank you. Um, I just have been cruise-pilled, so... I'm, I'm going all right. <laughs> Good. So we are finally off the Mission Impossible thing that I had going there for quite a while. Sad to see it go, but we are continuing on with other Tom Cruise movies and we've picked a uh, fucking ripper, I reckon. It's one of those movies that yeah, people have either seen it and love it or are like, I've never really thought about it. I don't know, I know nothing about it. The movie we've chosen is from 1986 and it is Top Gun. So it is directed by Tony Scott, who from memory, I think also directed Days of Thunder. I think he's Ridley, Ridley Scott's brother. So Ridley Scott directs all these high-end sci-fi movies and then Tony Scott directs all these ridiculous, cheesy 80s action Shit. movies. Yeah, I didn't know that. It is probably Tom Cruise's most famous movie, I would guess, when people think of Tom Cruise. That's one of the first films that comes to mind. It's what made him go from being a very famous movie star to being like the movie star, I guess. Obviously, they're about to, well, they were going to release a second movie this year, but it's a hold off to next year. But yeah, after like 30 something years, they decided to do a sequel. So, because people are still fanging about fucking Top Gun. So, before we get into talking about the actual movie, can you tell me what you thought of it? Okay, so Tom Cruise is kind of one of those people who, I know who he is, obviously, but I realized before coming here today that I had only watched like two or three of his films. Um, He's kind of like the opposite of like Doug Jones, like, you know, like old mate from Pan's Labyrinth with the big hands who's like in everything, but you don't know who he is. He's kind of the opposite of that to me. Top Gun, oh my God, I fucking loved it. I don't know. I think it was just so not serious to me. Or maybe I just wasn't watching it with a serious lens. It was just fun. It's just really fun and really gay. Very, gay. very. Like the homoerotic content is just off the charts at all times. It is nothing but handsome, muscly, sweaty men just kind of leaning on each other and touching each other and yeah. It simultaneously made me both more gay and more straight at the same time. It's a really interesting phenomenon. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> So, just to start off, the main players in this movie, Maverick is played by Tom Cruise, obviously. Even if you haven't watched the movie, you probably have heard of the call sign Maverick. Um, he's not, not his wingman, he's Rio, I think they call it. Basically the guy who sits behind him and directs, I don't know. I don't know how planes work, really, but it is Goose, and that's played by Anthony Edwards. Then the antagonist is Val Kilmer's Iceman, who is also looking absolutely gorgeous. And mm. just the picture of, like... Good-looking 80s blonde man. Frosted tips and all. Oh, so many frosted tips. <laughs> then there is the love interest, which is Charlie, played by Kelly McGillis. So there is 10 million more men with various call signs, but that's okay. We don't really need to worry about them too much. Except, oh, except Viper, who is played by Tom Skerritt, who's kind of like the head of Top Gun. Anyway, we'll get into that. So the movie opens with the text, and I'll quickly read it out. On March 3rd, 1969, the United States Navy established an elite school for the top 1% of of its pilots. Its purpose was to teach the lost art of aerial combat and to ensure that the handful of men who graduated were the best fighter pilots in the world. They succeeded. Today, the Navy calls it Fighter Weapons School. The flyers call it Babao Top Gun. <laughs> so I actually thought it was called Top Gun, but no, it's called the Fighter Weapons School. Boring. Yeah, I can see why they call it so Top Gun. I'm not calling it that boring, nerdy title. Get out of here. So that is how the movie starts. And the film centers around Maverick, Tom Cruise, and his Rio Goose. They uh, have a reputation for being very rebellious and not really following rules. It starts off with them. Um, they're doing a air patrol of the Persian Gulf. And now it's called an, a MIG, which is M-I-G. From what I've Googled, I think it's like a Russian 
Russian fighter jet. Uh, this is during the Cold War, so they don't explain it too well. I think this movie is made. The people who've wanted to follow this movie are people who are actually like into navy stuff, I guess. To me, I like I've never paid attention to the plot of this movie properly until now. So I was like, oh, okay, they're Russians. I don't know. So my clue for it being in the Cold War uh, before I took notice of the date of the movie was that um, Ice, which is Val Kilmer's character, his last name is Kaczynski, and I was like, why, why give him a Russian last name to the antagonist and then Maverick to the American? Anyway, that's my allegory: is that it symbolizes the tension between U.S. forces and Soviet forces, or it's just very gay. I don't know. I think a bit of column A, a bit of column B, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> They're doing this patrol. There's this this MiG comes out and gets a lock on them, and the second one comes out and basically Maverick, in order to scare them off with his big manly American intimidation tactics, does an inversion, so it goes upside down and then hover, like flies above this MIG, this MiG, and gives them the bird and like obviously like even without knowing anything about planes that feels very dangerous and it intimidates the Russians and they zoom off and they think they're very very clever but they actually get in a lot of trouble like a huge amount of trouble and then also as they're going to land they go like oh can we do a flyby and then it's denied but they do it anyway and like one of the big top guys like gets coffee all over him because the whole air control tower shakes and everything. There's also one of the other pilots who uh, Cougar he kind of hesitates and I think he kind of he starts having what looks like a panic attack because I think he kind of realizes at one point that if that pilot had a shot at him he would have died and he like looks at a picture of his wife and child who he's apparently never met and kind of has like a crisis of like oh god what am I doing if I die like I don't get to meet my child and then my wife has no husband blah 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 so he actually has a big freak out and ends up leaving over it and the problem is when Maverick and Goose are getting like berated for being little shitheads the boss was actually going to send Cougar and his Rio to this prestigious Top Gun school but now this guy has quit they're like oh no what do I do I guess we'll send the next best which is the assholes who just caused all this trouble okay you're in trouble but also congratulations you're going to Top Gun I was quite shocked because I've simply never heard of men in either Hollywood or the military failing upwards. So I was just shocked by that. Um, (laughs) But I also, uh, sarcasm, obviously. Um, I also wrote in my notes here, Cougar realizes he's in the military and panics. Cougar is the protagonist. (laughs) The true protagonist is the guy who left the military. Yeah. Yeah. We get to follow them going to this prestigious prestigious Top Gun school. Obviously, it does nothing to quell Maverick's like raging ego because you know he's, all these shitty actions have like been affirmed for him. So you know, obviously, he's just going to keep learning valuable lessons as he goes along. Oh, one of the quotes when they're getting in trouble makes me laugh a lot is, uh, "Your ego is writing checks that your body can't cash." And also, they're very, very sweaty. Like, oh, the sweat. I'm guessing this was filmed, like, meant to be set in, like, peak summer. They're just constantly sweaty. Like, I have Tom Cruise hardly sweats in any of his other movies, but so there was obviously someone just spraying them down constantly with sweat. And the fucking big boss in the ship where they're all in the control room, he's just smoking a cigar while all of his co-workers are sweating and are in an enclosed space. Like, like the 80s were a fucking wild time. <laughs> just... Yeah, I would not be smoking down there. I did because I don't know how to take proper notes. I was like, how much hydrolite did they use to replenish the cast of this film? Because <laughs> sweat all the time. Just in, unless there was someone, like some poor intern who was just going there with the spray bottles and like, okay, lift your oh. arms, spray, spray, spray. Oh no, I have to spray Val Kilmer again. I hate <laughs> this job. <laughs> 
have to spray out those hot, those hot, muscly boys. Oh no! So they end up going to the school. It's based in, I think it's like somewhere in California, but it's Fighter Town, USA. And we were meant to look up. Is that I a did. real place? Oh, you did. I did. Yes. Yeah, so um, I think the place is like Miramar or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they just like that's not masculine enough, so they called it Fighter Town. Wow. Yeah, unoff- unofficially. So I mean, officially, fights in the planes, fights in the bars, just. Just fights, fights everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> we get to see Maverick riding, cruising on it. It's like a very famous shot of him riding his motorbike while a plane takes off and he kind of like he's dragging it off and it's a very good time. Tom Cruise showing off that he's really good at riding motorbikes. They go, we get to meet them in class. I think it's like the introductory kind of thing and this is where we discover Val Kilmer as the, mm. protag- as the antagonist and he just keeps like staring at Maverick. So Ma- Maverick's already got a reputation for being very bold and reckless and everything and I guess the class has already started because Iceman Val Kilmer is already like the top of the class like he he's a show in for this trophy that at the end of class the person the, the guys who do the best get this trophy and the name on a plaque and it's all very prestigious and yeah Iceman just keeps stare eyeballing Maverick yes. and every time Maverick turns around he's just like staring like twiddling a pen in his fingers I'd be interested to go to like TV tropes or something and see what this exact shot is because there's like the signature of like the signature shot of Ice in the background in focus, Tom Cruise, Maverick in the front, in the foreground, blurry, and then it switches and one looks, uh, Maverick looks back at Ice and it's just like, it's the same tension of like every coming of age film in class. Yeah, it's like a classic high school class thing where it's like the hot popular student eyeballing the new awkward, awkward, but still kind of attract, will be attractive if they took off their glasses. Yes, (laughs) yes, absolutely. That that happens a couple of times. And also Iceman's Rio, whose name I've already forgotten but he has like his arms slung around like it's just already the sexual tension is just palpable like just sweaty boys all eyeballing each other there's a lot of testosterone bopping around that room yeah not one single woman which i feel like in the 80s there must have been female parts would there no not in the 80s i'm I'm pretty sure because i as like a side thing one thing that kind of a lot of troops in like syrian forces and that will make fun of americans to be like oh yeah how long ago did they let women in your military whenever americans like wow i'm surprised women are here and they're like yeah no we've allowed women for ages it's it's the u.s that has been oh god slow with I, I don't know why that surprises me but it, uh. um i did notice that there were two black men in the in that room but there were three people with frosted tips so there were more frosted tips in that room than there were black men wow. um so that's just a little insight into uh i guess the true d- demographics of america yeah mm. so i guess probably america summed up really nicely like mm-hmm. 80s end now <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine how many frosted tips there probably still are in the like the Air Force or the Navy? Oh, probably too many. Because yeah. they all watch Top Gun, they're like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna be just like him. <laughs> because apparently Top Gun like inspired a lot of people to join. Mm. Like it's people like, oh, it was just like propaganda for the thing and I guess maybe it was. I think it could have been. It got like listed as something like I don't know what the actual thing was, but like not you know, like a house is made a heritage made heritage. Whatever the film equivalent is, they did that <laughs> because of like how important that was to like the um, America and the armed forces and stuff. Yeah, so right. It's like protected. I don't, I don't know what it's protected from, but yeah, <laughs> it, it got that sort of thing. Yeah, so they're um, in the class. There's, uh, as, they're, as they're leaving, Iceman's teasing them and saying, uh, you know, the plaque for like the, the runners up is in a, in the ladies' bathroom. <gasps> <laughs> and Gage is like, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, roll it. <laughs> <laughs> they're all like sort of 
doing that chest bump kind of show you fucking both car and i are like bridging our shoulders out yeah (laughs) puff chest yeah Yeah. just uh fighter town usa yeah they go i guess their first night in fighter town usa they go to a bar and immediately maverick Mm. gets my back up because it's like ah this is what we call a target rich environment because there's lots of women with their very beautiful 80s hairdos and outfits uh goose is happily married so he's kind of like ah you just need to kind of settle down my friend like uh, all you want to do is have sex with young women it's ridiculous but then at the in the same breath he's kind of like all right your goal the bet tonight is that you have to get carnal knowledge of a woman on premises so basically he has to fuck some woman on in the venue and ugh. so gross so gross um, um as a, as a side note this is also the most amount of women you'll see in the film i believe that only one woman in this scene is named oh yeah there's yeah. No, any test that is possibly available <laughs> that failed this oh, is... it obviously failed the Bechdel test <laughs> and, there is yeah, any other any that gives it any yeah no fails them all so we meet the love interest uh, her name is Charlie now a thing about Charlie is we're going to find out a bit more about her shortly but apparently she was originally just going to be cast as a younger woman who was just a ditzy bimbo and apparently Tom Cruise fought that and said that's unfair why can't so just further strengthening my love for Tom Cruise and me defending him apparently he fought to have a smarter older woman as his co-star because he didn't see the point like of having another bim- blonde bimbo in a movie so feminist icon Tom Cruise <laughs> He's done it in a few movies. Pushed for some nice stuff, like base level stuff, but in Hollywood, for, like it's still like very, very progressive. Like for eighty six, did you say this yeah. was made? Like that, you know what? Props, you know, whatever. Yep. So he sees this woman who she's clearly like in real life. I think she's like seven years older than him, and she's they don't make her seem young or anything. She is clearly an older woman who is uh, very confident in herself. But for some reason, this young this young man sees her and is like, "Yes, I want you," and he tries to pick her up and this is the worst literally the worst part of the movie it makes me want to curl up and ball and die it's apparently a thing he's tried before and Go- even Goose is like no I hate this where the- he gets a microphone and starts singing you've lost that loving feeling mm-hmm. but not no effort to sing at all it's just the most awful singing you've ever heard and him in front of the whole everyone starts joining in and she's just sort of sitting there being sung at by these little boys in their white uniforms and it's mortifying I would have called for security although they're probably singing as well um, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I would say I would flee, but then, you know, as you watch this film, there's all of these big hulking men standing around her, and I felt, like, claustrophobic watching her. Like, I would have, like, I know she doesn't have rank, but, you know, she, oh, nope. <laughs> Never mind. There's, doesn't have rank, wink, wink. Yeah, she she kind of doesn't, she's not put, like, she, she handles it much better than, I, I would have run. I would have just been like, I'm, oh, is this the time? I must leave. Goodbye. And before they even set, got like the third word out. So uh, she kind of um, teases him a little bit and kind of like he's like, he introduced himself as Maverick. She's like, what, do your parents hate you or something? He's like, oh, no, it's my call sign. And she like clearly feigns like shock. She's like, oh, you're a, you're a pilot. Oh, my goodness, I'm so <laughs> impressed. Like she isn't taking his shit at all. And she's like, how many times have you done that line? He's like, twice. It's like, how did, how did the first one go? He says, oh, terribly, crash and burn. So how the second time go? And he's like, I'll tell you tomorrow morning. Uh, and she's like, yeah, okay, cool. My friend's here. Bye. And later's out of there. And he's very embarrassed. Um, I think also there's like a little confrontation with Iceman in his mm. Rio at one point. And Iceman kind of has another go at him that, don't think I like you. You're too reckless, which is something that just happens repeatedly throughout this entire movie. It's basically 
all of Alcoma says. Then at one point, Charlie goes to the bathroom and Maverick takes that as a sign that she wants to, she's DTF, and goes in after her and she's kind of like, what are you doing, child? And he's like, I need to warn you. You shouldn't be with that older, make a mistake with that older guy. She's like, so I should make one with a younger boy. And like, they joke about having sex in the bathroom and she just kind of tells him, nah, really not interested, dude. Like, and also don't quit your day job because you can't sing for shit. <laughs> and yeah, that kind of backfires. Although when she leaves, she walks past Goose and she's like, your friend was phenomenal. And he's like, what? <laughs> I I have to defend uh, Maverick here because we all know in the 80s, chicks didn't piss. So why else <laughs> would she be going to the toilet other than to fix her makeup or like as a obvious cue to have sex with Maverick? Or at the very least a blowjob. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, he does not win that bet and does not get to have sex with the beautiful, sassy older lady that uh, he uh, meets in the venue. So we cut to the next day and they're in class. So it's apparently just their first day of class. Like so much is happening and it turns out like very little time has passed. But first day of class and they're like, sometimes we're going to invite civilians who are specialists in fields that help you. We're going to talk about those those MIGs and we have an astrophysicist coming in and, oh my God, who is it? Oh, it's Charlie. So Maverick is dying of embarrassment because he now has to learn from this civilian who he made an absolute ass of himself in front of mm-hmm. at the night before. She's talking about the MIGs and, um, you know, their weaknesses or something. And he's like, uh, that's not true. I did this thing and this happened. And she's like, what What the hell? What, what happened? And he's like, mm, it's classified. And she's like, get fucked. Well, actually, I have top classification, buddy. Yeah, like, cool. Just tell me what the fuck happened. So he talks about how he saw this MIG do this thing, that this maneuver that they're not meant to do. And then he said something about being able to see them while flying above them. Like, how did you do that? And he's like, I did an inversion. It's like, you're the one who did that famous inversion that everyone's talking about? And he's like, yeah, it was me. And we gave him the finger. And anyway, uh, she's not impressed with his attitude, but she's very impressed that, that he did this thing and yeah she's very impressed that he did this thing and uh what's his name maverick sort of uh, thinks you know he once again like all his shitty actions have been like affirmed like hey boy you, you keep doing bad things but hey we're gonna keep like congratulating you so mm-hmm. you're gonna keep doing which is obviously gonna pay off really well later on the same day they Im- immediately go out to t- test out some new smaller aircraft that the navy now have which are a lot like the the migs that they come up against oh no this is where they actually do the request the flyby and yeah that's right Right, yeah, 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 yeah. It's all blows in. He's just constantly doing shitty things and pissing everyone off. So I don't know when all this sort of shit happens. Yeah, they actually fly with one of the instructors who is... Viper, who's played by Tom, Tom Skerritt, Skerritt yeah. who is kind of like one of the, the head... Oh, no, he doesn't play Viper. It's the, uh, the other one. What's his name? Jester. Jester's like the other, one of the other head instructors. Oh, right, I can't yeah. remember who plays him. And they end up winning, so they're just doing, like, testing out these planes and everything, and they actually win and defeat the other guy, but they do it, obviously, in a really dangerous way that shouldn't have paid off, but did. Mm. And they're very cocky. That's when he's like, request a flyby, and like, no, that's denied. And he's like, well, I'm doing it anyway, and flies past and knocks coffee all over the head guy who we then get to see later on berating the other bosses and then storms out of the room and there's this poor guy holding this, <laughs> this tray of coffees it's like his like first day of being an intern in the navy and then he comes out and coffee everywhere again I'm like oh that poor guy his, his big acting job and that was it <laughs> always followed by a god 
damn it. <laughs> Every time. Running skit. I enjoy it. Uh, uh, so, they, yeah, they get in huge trouble for, once again, being super reckless. Apparently they broke a rule of engagement, which I don't know which rule of engagement it was, but it was a very important rule that you're not meant to break for the safety of the rest of your of your other pilots, but they did it anyway, and even though it did pay off, like, they're actually in big trouble, and if they do that again, they're in trouble. They're going to be kicked out, sorry. And Goose, who's been kind of like, yeah, this is fun, Maverick, I love it, is kind of when he realises, oh, shit, maybe we should stop mucking around so much. Because even in the plane, Goose says, no, don't do this. Like, he was kind of like the, no, we need to be good boys. Maverick kind of just didn't listen to him and did it. Anyway, Goose says to Maverick, like, hey, I've got a family. This is my career. I can't lose this. Like, we need to do the right thing. And then Maverick's like, oh, don't worry, bro. We'll do the right thing. I've got you. I wouldn't betray you. I wouldn't yeah. do something like this again. You're my only family. And yeah. it's come up, I think it's come up by now, what, like once or twice. I think Viper and the other guy sort of talk about Maverick has this history where his father was also a fighter pilot and something happened that was classified. So not even Maverick really knows what happened to his dad, except he died during combat. Yeah. So that's been following him around, which is probably why he keeps trying to prove himself. And uh, no mummy. And he hasn't got a mum. And so, yeah, he's uh, just acting out like a little tiny tantrumy boy. So, yeah, um, Goose does the whole, like, please, can we maybe think about the fact I have a wife and a child and that I don't want to lose everything and I certainly don't want to die. And Maverick promises that he will, but does he keep that promise? No, he doesn't. I don't know. I, <laughs> not a lot of foreshadowing in this. Um, I will say I really appreciated kind of the relationship between Goose and Maverick and I'm sure we'll talk about that later but yeah I it was really earnest that scene where Maverick is like you're the only family I have like that felt genuine yeah to me yes definitely it's a shame he doesn't listen though isn't it mm. um so I think I tuned out a little bit in this bit every time there's like as soon as there's like a love interest I'm like oh I don't care if it's a love a street love interest I should say but I think they arrange a date so she is so impressed by this uh stuff that happened with the with the Mig that she arranges, she wants to meet up with him at her house so that they can go over it and she wants to learn more. And obviously Maverick's like, yes, I'm in. But beforehand, he has a very important thing that he needs to do. It is play volleyball with the other boys. Mm -hmm. And this is... This is the most famous scene in the entire entirety of the movie. I feel like even if you didn't know much about the movie, this movie, did you know about I this scene? I did not know about this scene. So oh this came <laughs> like so out of left field for me, which I'm sure for everyone um, who is going into this blind, it'll, it just comes at you and is never given any context or importance, which if you listen to the mini-sode after this episode, we'll expand on as well. Yes, we definitely will. Just to the main thing we'll be talking about, but is basically it's the most homoerotic thing that's ever happened in cinema history because they all have everyone but goose is shirtless and they're playing beach volleyball they are all even sweat somehow sweatier than they have been in the rest of the movie which you didn't think that was possible but here we are and it's lots of slow-mo them smacking balls over and everyone's always like why the fuck is maverick wearing jeans the reason why he's wearing jeans is because he's got this date after after the game so i don't know like but you can still take sweatpants or shorts and yeah. change like mm -hmm. have you heard of like it's and then also you're in sweaty jeans covered in Sand. Like, ew. Just love to get a sweaty groin before a first date. <laughs> Uh, but yeah the volleyball scene is incredible it's just everyone is in peak physical form and like there's lots of like showing off of muscles like Iceman's Rio kind of does like this proper bodybuilder kind of pose <laughs> and yeah it is ridiculous last time I saw this movie before this they were playing it for Father's Day last year and they were doing like a gold class screening so my sister and I went 
And I was like, oh, I need to go to the bathroom. I went to the bathroom. Like, I think the volleyball scene's at 10 minutes away. Went there, came back. My sister's like, you missed the entire fucking volleyball scene. I'm like, on the big screen. No. It was so awful. I'm like, rewind, rewind. Uh, anyway, that was, yeah. So I haven't seen that volleyball scene in a while. Just incredible. I, I don't actually know how else to describe it. Uh, if you were to YouTube it, you'd find it. And you don't even need to see the rest of the film. You just need to see that. That's the most important bit. All right. So he goes to Charlie's immediately after. He like walks in and is like, uh, I'm just going to go shower. And she's like, no, you're fucking not. Like, this isn't your house. And Fair. also, I just made dinner. Even though it's only 5.30 p.m., we have to sit down and eat now. And they do. They eat. Um, they have like some nice DMs. He talks about his dad a little bit and how he doesn't really know anything about what happened to him for him to have died. I guess they probably talk about the whole MIG thing but it's mostly just like a eye fucking each other the whole time um, and like take take your breath make, take my breath away keeps kind of playing and so I assumed it was going to go straight into the sex scene but it didn't he just is like I'm leaving now to have a shower and just zooms off in his motorbike and she's like oh sexual tension very sweaty again oh no she runs into he runs into it the next day in the lift and he's just had a shower he's got like a towel around him and she's like looks like you need another shower because he's sweaty again oh my god like did they film this in the sun i i feel like that was almost like a bit of fourth wall breaking where she's just like you you need another shower mate And she kind of implies to him that she likes him. She's starting to like him. So they're kind of having like a bit more sexual tension in the fucking lift. And then someone else gets in and they're kind of just eye-fucking each other across the lift again. Just, you know, trying to like, oh, we have that homoerotic stuff. We need to like really... They're a straight couple in this. doesn't work because too many sweaty boys. Then we have, oh, Goose's wife comes to visit, who is played by Meg Ryan and their son. They don't really have a reason for visiting. I think they're just visiting on base because they can. So we get to meet the mm-hmm. people that Goose does not want to die for, which is very sweet. Um, I don't normally like Meg Ryan, but she's okay in this. Yeah, she was fine. And I guess like, again, we'll get into this in the mini so, but it kind of like reaffirmed Goose's heteronormative nuclear family role in this movie. Yeah, kind of explaining, like, showing, showcasing the differences between Maverick and, like, because Meg Ryan, I think her name Carol, she keeps going on about, like, at one point Charlie's there, like, having a double date, and she keeps going on about how many women Maverick has slept with and how, oh, don't worry, Goose tells me everything. And he's like, oh, jeez. They, we then, it just keeps going, like, it keeps going, like, happy family moment, back to class. Happy family moment, back to class. Sexy date time. Volleyball, back to class. So we're back to class again. They're going through their manoeuvres they did in this in the last sort of flight thing they did and Charlie is there going through the mall and she goes through Mavericks in particular and talks about how badly like everything he did was wrong and yet somehow it paid off and he's actually she's actually like not mean to him but she's like pointing out how irresponsible it was and because Maverick is a giant man child he storms off afterwards and like gets in his motorbike and she's like chasing after him and like no 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 come back I need to talk to you about it and he's like I can't hear you rev 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 and zooms off so because she even though she's an older very intelligent woman she gets into a tiny car and speeds after him and like causes car accidents so that she can tell him the reason why I was so hard on you is because because I love you and I didn't want anyone to figure it out in the class. So I had to be mean to you. Oh, what a nurturing figure. <sighs> also, she wasn't mean. She just gave constructive feedback, which is her fucking job. Yeah, and like, I, that should have been the, f- the the main red flag. I'm like, this piss baby can't even handle me telling him why the thing, the dangerous thing you did is dangerous and not allowed. And you're going to storm off? Oh, fuck you. Being anyway, mean. about the 80s, she admits that to him and he's like, oh, that's so hot. And they make out on the street and then they have the sex scene. And <laughs> it is just as 80s as a sex scene. Everything's blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so in case you're wondering, you know, it was it, is it a sex scene? It's either red light or blue light. Yeah, and they very essentially make love 
to each other. With much tongue. And Tom Cruise. So this is a thing I... Did you call him Tongue Cruise? <laughs> oh, well, my I God. Now. <laughs> Especially in the 80s. I, don't, I guess he doesn't fucking a lot of his... Oh, he doesn't American made. But he doesn't fucking a lot of his newer movies. But lots in the 80s and 90s. So, yeah, lots of tongue. He just, like, just tongue, tongue in the woman's mouth like you wouldn't believe. And, I mean, I don't mind it but to the average audience person it's kind of, it's kind of pretty full on take my breath away actually plays in full now so you know that it's it means business yeah so then these two are now in love with each other which is exciting i guess there, there's some more flight exercises uh during this one his wingman is another pilot called hollywood and maverick is once again trying to show off so instead of sticking with his wingman hollywood and you know protecting each other he zooms off to go after the bad guy and hollywood gets shot down which in turn means maverick gets shot down as well and so they get in lots of trouble i think iceman goes and yells at him a bunch about it as well and they get then they get in trouble again i can't remember nothing nothing actually happening to them mostly just Iceman lecturing them in a locker room that just mm-hmm. happens again and again then there's a double date with Meg Ryan and Charlie oh this is where the double date happens with the singing and everything yeah Meg Ryan's like oh the hearts are breaking everywhere all across this, the country because Maverick's not available anymore because he loves you I'm like haven't they only just like just fucking met yeah yeah things move real fast in fighter town <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. Not just because there's fast planes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> Can't wait to go to Fighter Town. Yeah, then there's another flight exercise. This is, basically, this movie is just like forcing a relationship that shouldn't really exist and then them just flying planes. So if you don't like romance and you don't like planes, then this movie is not for you, I guess. Except it's so 80s that it's also for everyone. If so. you like locker rooms, though, might be the movie for you. Yeah, lots of lo- If you want to see men in little tiny white towels around their waists in locker rooms and barely covered up, then... Mwah. Did not mind that. <laughs> Sweaty, even though they somehow just bathed. <laughs> <laughs> so this time, all this all this is building up to Maverick is just refusing to learn from any of his mistakes. And now he's basically going to reap what he sows. So they're having another... So he's really pissed off at Iceman for constantly... Like, Iceman is the antagonist. He's always yelling at it. It's kind of like that Ferris Bueller thing where the, the principal, you're like, oh, he's the bad guy. And like, no, the principal just wants his student to go to school. Like, yeah, the 80s where it's always like, the bad guy is just someone who wants you to just follow the rules that are there in place for a very good reason. So Iceman is really quite honestly the hero in the movie. But anyway, um, he ends up doing the whole thing where he abandons his ta- his wingman and goes after Iceman. But he apparently gets caught in the uh, from in the thrusters from the plane, which sends him into a tailspin, which they can't get out of. So they're like, we have to bounce out of here. Whatever. <laughs> What's the that's word? that's the um that's the military term. I believe the cl- <laughs> colloquial term is eject. Eject. Here we go. Bounce out <laughs> That's one of uh, Goose's jobs is to press the eject button. So the, the canopy glass thing pops off and then they will just get ejected straight out of there. Problem is, and I feel like this is a pretty bad design flaw, the canopy doesn't actually come all the way off or doesn't or not fast enough. And so Maverick ejects safely, but Goose actually gets caught up in the canopy Jesus. and just slams headfirst full force into this, what is mentioned, very, very strongly reinforced glass and is killed on impact. And they you know float down to the water 
the plane crashes and Goose has died. And I, I hope Meg Ryan um, goes to fucking Sue Boeing or whoever made those jets. Holy shit. Yeah, like not only has she just come in town to spend some time with her husband, like immediately, and it's not, this is just a flight exercise. This isn't yeah. like, you know, combat or anything. It was just so irresponsible. Like obviously Maverick feels really bad and now it's just like, oh, I've made some terrible mistakes. But like, dude, you just killed like your only family member mm-hmm. for because you just had to be a big macho boy and, you know, ugh, it's so fucked. Anyway, so because I never really watched these movies properly, this movie properly before, I just like cheering at the gay stuff and <laughs> and like singing along to the music. This time I'm actually paying it. So I never really felt that much for Goose getting killed. But now that I understand, like I'm actually watching it properly for like the first time, I'm like, oh, really sad now i understand why people are really sad about goose like how goose is like a fan favorite and everything it all makes sense now so like there's a really sad moment where meg ryan and her son are just sort of sitting there waiting to go home i guess um maverick comes in to give her like a this little box of his goose's belongings and she's the one reassuring maverick even though she just lost her fucking husband (sighs) and he's just like trying to fight back tears i'm like just fucking cry like if you can't cry in front of your best friend's wife like jesus christ classic fucking maverick classic fucking masculinity Mm -hmm. i must be stoic at all times Also, I just want to like, something I noticed was that it was very obvious how much Goose confided in his wife, which I thought was very nice as well. Maverick was always like, oh, you told her that? And it's like, yeah, like they probably have a really healthy relationship. (laughs) Yeah, like they don't get to see each other very much at all. So yeah, they're going to talk and discuss things. So yeah, that was um, really sad. Like she's lost, kind of lost everything because, you know, she's a military wife. So she, you know, had to do it all by herself. And now she hasn't got him coming home, which is really sad. But um. Meanwhile, Viper is, is just like really insistent on Maverick just getting over it. Like, I don't know how much time has passed. I imagine maybe it's a couple of days, but he's like, you just got to get over it, man. Mm. This happens. Like, it happens all the time. You just got to get over it. I'm like, I think you should just weak to grieve, maybe. Especially post Vietnam. Like, that's pretty fucking unhealthy to be like, everyone watching, you just get over death and yeah. military related death. Especially deaths. the death you caught, like, you know <laughs> that you caused. Like, yeah. it's wild. Uh, obviously, no therapy is offered because God. God help anyone thinking they need therapy before even like the last five years I guess like <laughs> oh my god so obviously there's an inquiry but Maverick is completely cleared of any wrongdoing it seemed shock <laughs> uh, it seems that it was actually a mal- like a, the plane's malfunction I don't know maybe it deserved to be in the ocean if it's going to fuck up that badly you know his conscience isn't clear because he knows he's still fucked up but he's not going to face any actual repercussions for what he did Viper once again re- reiterates that he wants him up flying straight away which is wild why would you want that person who is clearly fucking distraught up playing your three million dollar planes? I I don't understand. So now when he goes back up in the air, he is super, super cautious. So he has another temporary Rio and he's just like, go on, take the shot. That was a really easy shot. And he's like, no, 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 I didn't feel safe. And he's like, what the fuck? That's the safest shot you could have taken. So like, he's now gone the absolute opposite way where he was just really reckless and just scraping through to now not even, barely even flying the plane anymore, which yeah, it probably should take him out of the air at this point. Hmm. Uh, anyway, going to put fucking grieving men in big giant planes. I don't know what you're going to get there, guys. So Maverick decides he wants to quit because it's all too much for him. And I guess that whole masculinity thing where it's like, I can't be the best, so I may as well just fucking quit. He goes, like he's 
he's at the thing he's at the at the airport bar but he hasn't bought a ticket or things Charlie comes and finds him and is like you're just gonna leave without saying goodbye and he's just like mm, I'm sulking again and she kind of tries to explain to him that she's the one like as per usual it's the female lead who is the one doing all the actual like caring and you know letting him not letting him unload what's the word just giving him all the, the right advice mm-hmm. unlike his male counterparts but she's just kind of like okay well guess if you're going you're going like I also got a job offer in Washington so you know guess this is it see ya <laughs> <laughs> and if only this would have meant that she was gone off to find bigger and better things and a man who didn't who wasn't a fucking petulant child but not in the 80s baby <laughs> Because he wasn't actually going to leave, he ends up going to Viper's house, uh, family home, to have a talk to him. So Viper flew with his dad in Vietnam. So I, I read what happened, but even in this bit, he says, what I'm telling you is classified. And from so the way he worded it, I, was, I didn't understand it. So I looked it up. Apparently his father did something quite heroic. So people were getting shot out, so shot down in during the Vietnam War. He would go and shoot all the bad guys and rescued a bunch of his team and then got blown up himself. But the reason why, it was all hush hush is because he did it over neutral airspace oh so yeah he broke (laughs) a very big rule but he also did it to save a bunch of his Mm. his uh friends so yeah that's why it's all classified and so the thing that's been haunting maverick all this time has been that and now he finally knows and once again viper's kind of like you just got to keep flying stop giving up keep flying and also he says like oh you've made enough points that you can graduate so you know you should go graduate tomorrow so i guess that pep talk does its job because they're at the ceremony the next day. Uh, seems like Maverick doesn't bother to go and watch whoever is awarded Top Gun because, you know, he, he knows he's not going to get the first place. So he doesn't want to watch it. He's just hanging um, out in the ladies' bathroom with the second yeah. place. <laughs> but then he, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but then he comes in um, late to the party and, like, such a drama queen. And obviously Ice has won Because Top he's Gun. been doing it properly and mm-hmm. doing it well and trying it. Because, like, we were talking about before, like, it's not at any point has Ice man being a total fucking cunt about it he's actually being like he's furious he's like you're too reckless but he's doing it. it's like doesn't matter if you like us or not you're still going to be and we're on the same team like yeah. he's actually very reasonable <laughs> very in his criticisms even though he's like brimming with rage and fair enough because you know your life highest Iceman don't want to fucking die because Maverick's strutting around with his fancy American name mm-hmm. and he's uh, anyway so they have it he, like he congratulates Iceman which is I guess nice but then as they're all talking and like you know patting each other on the back one of the bosses comes and says oh Oh, I'm so sorry to break up this very important party where you've just graduated. But instead of reaching into the pool of all of the other people who could do this, we're taking just you guys out because there's been like an incident and we need someone, like it's an emergency. We need you immediately. And I don't understand. Surely, like they, they said, like this course only goes for like eight weeks. Yeah. And it's an ongoing thing. So you're not going to get anyone else? Like I, it was... I mean, realistically, not enough time or money to introduce a new cast. But realistically, like, they wouldn't have chosen For movie guys. reasons. Yeah. I, I, I get it but it's still like it still makes me angry and like you couldn't just leave them until they've had they finished their glass of champagne oh, I know. celebration yeah that like, like shit wine and the then way. also and like the most 80s glasses with the green stem <laughs> Also, like it cuts to 24 hours later. So like how much of an emergency was it? Like mm. surely there were some people on the on that fucking plane carrier thing that could I don't know. I don't understand war and I certainly don't understand the armed forces. So <laughs> who am I to talk, I guess? Uh, there's this incident. Once again, it's MiGs, just MiGs everywhere causing trouble. So it is 
Iceman and Hollywood are going up and they're going to engage this MiG causing the trouble, but they're swamped by like four or five other ones come out and they're surrounded and they actually shoot Hollywood out of the sky. And so Maverick is now called up and his wingman is actually Merlin, who is played by Tim Robbins, who Tim Robbins have this tiny, tiny role. And I don't know if you've seen War of the Worlds. Yes, I have. Yes. That's so, the, one of the, one yeah. the only ones So I've that's the, the other time that Tim Robbins and Tom Cruise have been together. He was the um, the Rio for the guy at the start, Cougar, who was meant to go, which I feel bad for him. He was meant to go to Top Gun school, but because oh, no. his, his uh, Rio quit. I didn't even it, think of that. Yeah, but he, he's got his chance now. So he's, he's in there. They're going up and they now have to help Iceman. And obviously Maverick's not really ready for it. He's absolutely like sweating bullets, like sweating more bullets than usual anyway. <laughs> and he kind of is having like almost like PTSD flashbacks to what happened with Goose. But he kind of like shakes himself out of it and then just goes all right, we can do this. That, which is a realistic thing that happens with PTSD. Just go... And <laughs> <laughs> that is my understanding of PTSD, yes. It's just like, okay, I'm good now. Yeah. Um, like you can hear like he's being yelled at by Merlin and Iceman about like how he's, you know, he needs to do this thing to help. But yeah, he just goes, okay, now I'm good. And so he ends up doing some incredible flying where he ends up uh, shooting a couple of the guys out of the sky. Um, he does like this cool trick where they're right behind him and they've got a lock on Maverick and he just like slams the brakes on so he almost goes like points upwards and then the, the other plane goes over him and he goes pew, 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 and shoots him out the sky uh, so but the other guys are, the other baddies are scared off and everyone's like yay he did it our hero Maverick you did it you got over your PTSD by just sucking it up and burying it deep deep mm-hmm. deep down within you yeah lots of big cheers when they, when they land Iceman and Maverick kind of like he's like <laughs> he's just, like the big point and like the yeah. solid point and everyone like looking and like <gasps> what's gonna what's happen he, what's gonna say and he's like you're still fucking dangerous mate but I'm okay with you because you saved my life and yeah, they kind of make I guess they're friends now you can probably, be my wingman anytime like, no you can be my wingman Mine. anytime yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, More like his dick man <laughs> We're getting to that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so they, they did it. Um, like, I, I see what the symbolism is in the movie where he's like, looks at, he's holding um, the dog tags from Goose and throws them into the ocean. But also, do you think maybe his wife or son might have wanted those? Just very important Maverick. <laughs> Fucking selfish to the end. Isn't- I love it. <laughs> Isn't it the whole point of dog tags that you can, like, a, a, identify someone's body but also give them to the, the loved yeah. one? memento. Thanks, Maverick, you <laughs> fucking asshole. Um, <laughs> who hells them into um, Stinger, who is his boss from before he got into Top Gun, um, congratulates him, asks what he wants to do next, and Maverick's like, I think I want to be a Top Gun instructor, which is paving the way for a sequel 30 years later because that's what Maverick's still doing, apparently. Charlie finds him in a diner. And she seduces him back by playing uh, Lost That Loving Feeling on the jukebox. Mm-hmm. I guess she turned down the promotion. Yeah, room. yeah, yeah. Really, really cool. For like this relate, which I mean, it's 30 years, but I think Maverick in this movie, I think the love interest is Jennifer Connelly. So Kelly McGillis was said she was kind of disappointed she wasn't asked that even for like a cameo role from the new movie. Oh no. She, she hasn't aged as perfectly as Tom Cruise. So. Oh, Jesus you know. Christ. Um. Yeah, so they don't, they're not going to stay together forever so I'm really glad she turned in that fucking like an astrophysicist stuck mm-hmm. around for fucking a flyboy it's alright there there's plenty of wars endless wars in future for her so um 
she's not going to be out of a job for long. Yeah, that's true. Like, as they break up, she's like, okay, I'll just go back to that job because I'm probably one of like five women in the whole world who can do this work. So, yeah. Quotas. <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll come Thank God for quotas. Yeah. And then like they have some corny lines from the first, their very first interaction at that bar. Then we just cut into highway into the into the danger zone and that's the mm. fucking end of the movie, yeah. baby. Yeah, I, I hope my botched like explanation of that movie. I don't, I just don't understand military stuff, hey? Like, I like no. this movie for being, like, it's so silly and so 80s and fun, but, like, people who I've encountered who love it because they love all that sort of stuff, like, people who've been in the cadets and all that sort of stuff, but I'm just kind of, like, zoom over my head. I just don't, I don't get it. Yeah, there, there was a lot in that movie that I think, I don't know if it's accurate or kind of as you said, like, that movie was used as almost, like, a recruiting tool um, or, like, good press for, for the military because one of my friends, her ex is a navy um fighter pilot and like so much of what he wears like down to like the cowboy hats and the boots and just the attitude around fighting all seems quite on point and yeah like i think i think more people die domestically in the u.s military than we think because um she was saying that like my friend was saying that one day something malfunctioned or wasn't screwed in properly on one of the jets and then one of the pilots got the bends and died what like died from the bends um and her partner at the time also kind of got the bends but was not as bad but like yeah that shit happens all the time and but it's, not, it's like, not glamour it's not glamorous at all and also but it's not like we don't really we're not having constant wars and stuff so a lot of this stuff would be just happening for like you know war games or for just exercises and what a fucked way to go like yeah well, jesus christ well now from my understanding they're stationed in japan a lot of u.s military is stationed in japan uh indefinitely and we don't want to think of why or what major powers are nearby no, we don't at all. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's go back to Top Gun. <laughs> um. Okay, so we'll go into Tom Cruise's. So it's one of those things, like one of the main ones is always stunts. This was too early for Tom Cruise to be able to have the control to do whatever he wanted. <laughs> this is probably the movie that let him from then on have a lot more control. Say, I want to do this. I want to do these stunts. So all of the actual shots of them, the planes flying, obviously not any of the actors because they're not allowed to. However, that's changed. I was telling you before, Tom Cruise learned how to fly fighter jet so now when you see him from a distance flying the jet it is actually Tom Cruise flying Fuck that yeah. fucking jet which is wild but yeah so he didn't really do it in stunts because all the stunts are the plane's doing sick shit and Tom Cruise wasn't allowed to do that so that Tom Cruiseism is wiped out um, I mean he rode his own motorbikes I guess that's probably mm. mm-hmm. the extent of it what it lacks for in stunts it makes up for in Tom Cruise smiles because oh. Maverick just does the Tom Cruise smile just fucking constantly like when he's being a smart ass to Charlie when after he, like when he first meets her he's just doing the big smiles and then when he is a smart ass to her the next day when he realizes she's the instructor the like he does the it's a, the gif that i use all the time where he puts on his glasses and the big smile like just constantly just fucking cheesy grinning all over the place so yeah no stunts lots of tom cruise smiles otherwise i don't think there's really any other tom cruiseisms like no. he's like my some of my favorites are like when he's looking bewildered or you know he's trying to think things through so suss things out or a new one is getting his leg fucked up and limping <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) like the grenade like having a secret grenade all of a sudden yeah he just 
none of that. So it's very low in Tom Cruise's, except he just does the Tom Cruise smile a lot. So yeah, that's probably it, I think, for that one. Uh, in which case, we should probably review the movie. So I'll let you go first. Yeah. If you want to review it out of five. Out of five, I'm actually going to give this a three, three and a half frosted tips out of five. I am so excited to like actually get stuck into Tom Cruise films. And like, yeah, I, as I said before, I've been cruise pilled. Like this was a fun <laughs> film and ah, yeah, it was just so nice. It was nice. It felt like good escapism as well for a little while there. Yeah, I really liked it. Well, um, actually, I was going to give it a very similar rating. So because I'd never concentrated on the plot before, I just had no idea what was going on. And now that I know a bit more about the plot, it hasn't made it necessarily a better film. I now, just knowing what's happening makes me like it a bit more. So I'm going to give it three and a half. I'm going to give it inappropriate tongue slips out of <laughs> out of five. Disgusting. <laughs> like, there's that sex scene where they, it's just like a close-up of their mouths and it's just his tongue. Oh, even though I'm like, come on. But yeah, um, yeah, I think before this, I would have been maybe two and a half, three, but now yeah three and a half now I actually get and I actually felt a lot of empathy for Goose and his family whereas before I was like whatever keep moving on I want to see more like fucking ridiculous shit so yeah um it's a really fun to film it's I think it's one of those things that I don't think anyone can really hate like even if you fucking hate military stuff and everything it's so silly in 80s and, and the soundtrack and the soundtrack like we accidentally have it twice on vinyl because you know we, we oh, no. saw it once bought <laughs> it and then we're like hang on a minute we already fucking had this from an 80s one so we have that multiple times the soundtrack like Kenny Loggins Highway to the Danger Zone is a fucking banger the Playing with the Boys song it's <laughs> another Kenny Loggins song when they're doing volleyball it's just it's just so good it's quintessential 80s uh, hyper masculine but also super homoerotic film uh, that yeah if you haven't seen already I uh, highly recommend if you just want a really good time don't need to know what the plot is really uh, like I have last 10 times I've watched it but uh, I guess it helps a little bit in that case I, I think that's it for us so what would you like to plug so i have a podcast called a hill to die on that i co-host with my friend who's also named cara each episode we pick a topic ask a question give our uninformed opinion on it go away to kind of dig deeper and then come back with what we found and determine whether or not we will stay on our hill and we're two very stubborn people so sometimes it's kind of hard to get us to shift but uh yeah so there's that and also you can just find me on twitter it's josie spicer one with no vowels thanks excellent thank you Uh, as per usual you can find me on Instagram, Tom Cruise Reviews, and it is um, also, in case you forgot from my other episode uh, the other week, where I started another Instagram that is What Tom Cruise You Are, which is the, the dumbest waste of time that I've ever had in my life, but it's also pretty fun. Uh, that's, yeah, What Tom Cruise You Are, and Twitter is Tom Cruise Review, no S, and my website, TomCruiseReviews.com. Stay tuned next week for our mini sode about how homoerotic Top Gun is. Uh, you'll hopefully enjoy that very much but otherwise we'll catch you next time bye